Regardless of where you stand regarding the conflict of Ukraine, it is a fact that with every military conflict, there are innocent victims of that conflict. And we are seeing that in the millions of people that are being displaced from their homes with potentially no home to return to. So for as long as the conflict is going on, I'm including this segment with every one of my podcast episodes. An opportunity for us to take a minute and a moment for those who are suffering because of the conflict. For those of you who wish, who wish to participate, please hit the pause button for a moment, for a thought, or a prayer. There is continued and urgent need for humanitarian assistance. There are many respectable and notable organizations out there, and I am appealing to all of you to provide support in whatever way you are comfortable with. I know that we are all going through difficult times, so even if you are not in a position to make donations, helping to spread the word would be immensely helpful. With the help of some groups that I belong to, I've compiled a list of some organizations that are helping with the current conflict. And you can find this list at www.coyote.com Ukraine. While it's not a comprehensive list, it does offer us a place to start. Once again, that's coyote.com Ukraine. Thank you for listening to this. I don't often get involved in causes because there are just too many. But while this conflict might hopefully soon be resolved, the humanitarian need will be ongoing for quite some time. Please find a couple of minutes to see how you can help. And like I said, even if it's just to help spread the word, that would be wonderful and amazing. Thank you. Companies that sell promotional items are going to tell you how important promotional items are to a company's marketing mix. Social media marketers are going to try to convince you that social media marketing is the new way that companies are doing all their marketing these days. And digital marketers are going to try to tell you how important pay-per-click campaigns and sales funnels are. I'm not here to knock them. All of them can be important. But the question that small business operators need to ask themselves is, is it the right option for them? The shorter answer is yes, they are all important, and you should be doing all of them, assuming that your market is large enough and that you have enough of a marketing budget to be doing them. Unfortunately, I've heard so many small business operators that have become jaded with marketing, that they've spent money with all these different marketing companies only to find that the results were severely underwhelming. And I completely understand. Small business operators are constantly being solicited. Companies that come around telling you how important their offerings are to your bottom line and to your efficiency and to the health of your team and your business. And they all sound pretty damn convincing. The latest that people seem to be selling me have been office furniture companies coming by to tell me how important it is for my team to be using electronic standing desks. They tell me how sitting is the new smoking is the new smoking, and how upgrading to a desk that can be raised into a standing desk will not only improve the health of my team, but will increase efficiency. And it all sounds great. And they're not wrong. Sitting for long periods of time is bad for you. But is that the answer to all of my productivity woes? Sales funnels have been around for ages. The best practice I've seen of this is from televangelist is from the televangelist industry. 
they are fantastic at getting their congregation to send more money. But the thing is, it doesn't work for everyone. The sales funnel follows something called the IDA model of sales. IDA stands for awareness, interest, desire, action. That customers need to follow along this path in order to convert into a sale or a lead. This, however, isn't the only model. When it comes to professional services, it's actually a little more likely and a little more important that the people that the audience, that their clients are people that like, that know, like, and trust them. To be quite honest, I find that this applies to most small business operators. And while sales funnels can build awareness, awareness is very different than getting to know you and your company. Sales funnels are also not great at getting people to like you. If you're buying a washing machine, for example, you don't need to like the store that you're buying it from or the brand that makes the machine. But if they tell you that they've won some awards for reliability, have some shiny new features, and there's this new great deal going on for a limited time, it might make you consider buying a new machine if your own machine is getting a little long in the tooth and has needed to get a couple of repairs. But think about barbers. People are known to travel out of the way to see a barber. And I'm talking like miles. It's not because the barber has followed the item model. It's because people have gotten to know them. People like them and people trust that they'll come out with a great new do after visiting them. And if this is the case, then why would a sales funnel pertain to them? The other thing to consider is, especially for small business operators that provide professional services, is how many clients can you take good care of at any given time? What's your capacity? If you're a wedding photographer, you can only likely deal with three to four clients a week since most weddings happen on weekends. And if you're booked up full, don't forget that you need, to, you need that time for post-production to touch up some of these photos. So what good is a sales funnel that brings you 100 clients for that month? You can't accommodate them. And if you try, there's a good chance that you won't be providing your best level of service for all of them. If you are considering a sales funnel, don't be fooled by the equations that they talk about. I'm sure you've heard it before. If you pay a certain amount for a campaign, you'll end up with a reach of X. If you do this for multiple months, then you'll be getting all these wonderful prospects. A very nice thing about sales funnels is that they're measurable. But the problem is, what's being measured? It's great that the campaign generated a bunch of leads, but are these relevant leads? And how much time do you want to go through talking to all these leads to find the ones that are relevant? So if you are considering a sales funnel, make sure that you have a way to qualify these leads quickly. Again, I'm not saying that sales funnels are bad. There is a place for them in some strategies, and I've suggested this strategy to some, some clients. But like I always say, it depends. If you, want, if you do want to use a sales funnel, maybe consider these three things. Number one, make sure that it's a campaign and a funnel that furthers your brand. Number two, make sure that you have enough collateral surrounding it to support the campaign. And number three, instead of large sweeping campaigns, try smaller 
more targeted campaigns. So here's an example of what I mean by running a smaller, more targeted campaign. Uh, campaign. If, for example, you do a trade show, when you're considering what marketing mix you want to engage in, think about your brand and what your mission statement is. Think about your audience. Think about who they are and where you are that you're reaching them. Walk through the journey of what you're trying to accomplish. So you might consider the following as your marketing mix. Your booth design. The personnel at your booth. Print collateral. Some promotional items. Maybe some giveaways, prizes, things like that. And a follow-up email campaign. If your budget is tight, then maybe skip those giveaways and maybe give away a nice prize. Or instead of having uniforms, have your team dress in their own clothes with some, you know, some instructions, maybe all black, for example, or blue shirt with a tie or something like that. Booth displays can also get expensive. And while it is better to have a stunning booth if you can afford it, it can still be effective if the booth design is, while frugal, looks professional. People coming to the trade show are already interested in the subject matter. The giveaways might entice them to stop by, but that doesn't mean that they're interested in your offerings. But if they start listening to you and picking up some of the pamphlets and they're leaving their contact information, that's likely an indicator that they'd be interested in a follow-up. This, then, is a great time for, for an email funnel. But unlike a generic funnel, this one is very targeted, and you can use the funnel to qualify these leads. Those who continue through the funnel are likely great prospects. So what do you think? Are you using a sales funnel as part of your strategy? Are you thinking about it? Do any of these suggestions, do you think they'll work for you? Please let us know by emailing us at podcast at coyote.com. This podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and all your other podcatchers. Please rate and recommend to help to grow this community. And please let us know if you have any suggestions about things that you'd like for us to talk about. Or if you just want to chat, we can best be reached at podcast at coyote.com. And for show links and show notes, please visit coyote.com slash podcast. I'm Thomas, and thank you for listening to the Coyote Small Business Podcast.